war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. I want to welcome in everybody that is uh, tuning in, part of our, <coughs> we do the live simulcast, excuse me, folks, uh, at noontime. Uh, all part of making as many platforms as possible for those that want to enjoy the program. It is Monday, it is Juan, and folks, again, first of all, the weather is still terrific, and the month of September, uh, you know, Labor Day is coming up this weekend. I, I actually don't like the fact that the kids go back to school before Labor Day. Um, I, I know for for those, you know, that depend on the summer season, they're, they're cheated out of this. This is still, I mean, the weather is dynamite. And the, the weather of Labor Day week and then after Labor Day are beautiful time of the year. And a place that has really had a fantastic season is PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, stop it and see them. Sweet, uh, sweet corn, zucchini, eggplant, yellow squash, tomato, uh, tomatoes and cucumbers. Local honey is also available all season long. And remember, they also have, now we've gotten a little bit of rain, and so that seemingly has helped everybody. I know it's still been dry, but help people with their property. And then you want to check out their selection of the Placata Green Giant Abravites in stock, three feet to 11 feet tall, fast growing, uh, deer resistant. They have a beautiful natural border. Stop it and see them. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, it's everybody. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, especially those Abravites, make such a difference with your property. Hanging pots, 10 inch, 12 inch moss baskets, hanging in patience. Large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas. Folks, they were a full-scale nursery. The service is fantastic. The quality you get is just the best. They're open seven days a week. Gift certificates are available. Pop in and see them. They are just amazing. Steve and Debbie Jr. by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. Debbie does a good job keeping their Facebook page up to speed. It's all right there. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon, one and all. <coughs> Excuse me, 1209 on this uh, Monday, final week of uh, August. Now, we have a lot on the website, petro.com. We are going to have more. I'm working on a very extensive story regarding the, um, on Friday, arrested the two people charged in the murder uh, Maya Brophy Bayerman. And I have a lot more on that. Those of you that check out Tobitro.com, you know, we, I had that up a year ago, uh, last December, even before then, that seemingly uh, it was a case of mistaken identity. And I'm not going to get, not that Maya was in a gang. I don't know why people, but uh, just the, the what led to her death and, and what is so you know, obviously it's terrible, and I will be putting more about it. We have a lot on the, the Facebook page. I, I don't understand these people. You have two goons, and they're gang members. They're dreadful humans. They add nothing to society. Um, <clears throat> they look scary because they are scary. And I, I'm not convinced this is the first person that they've ever shot and killed. I'm just always amazed these people that take they take issue with people saying, look at how, what thuggish they look like. And then people, well, you can't judge people. Hey, you know, save your, your stupid speech for some other place. You know, we're not talking about, you know, there used to be an expression, you don't judge a book by its cover. Listen, we know what they're charged with. And they're very serious charges, seem to be a lot of evidence. So... This nonsense that people, anytime anyone now makes a comment of how someone looks in regards to their actions. You know, it wasn't like this years ago, I don't think. But there's a flood of these individuals that start attacking the people who make any comment 
on the individuals that committed, the, you know, or allegedly committed the crime, whatever. And you saw the same thing with the Oakland Beach video. <clears throat> um, you can't ignore the way they're behaving, what they're saying. But just going back to the Maya situation, folks, it's all, a lot of it is on the website, DePetro.com. And if if you Google that, we have, as I said, stories, we, we had, I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but I want to make sure you understand that Topetro.com, which is which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Folks, discover the brood difference. So right now, you could pop in there for lunch. They're open, everything fresh, three locations, Brood Awakenings, Johnston, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston, also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Uh, the Brood Mission, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, big, comfortable chairs. You know, if you're looking to meet with someone, meet there. You know, I, I, I've told the story. I... I obviously, because of various, I'm always in search of information. So I'm I'm constantly, frequently meeting with different individuals that either have information or the potential to have information. And, you know, I, it's the same thing. They'll say, you know, do you want to meet at a Dunkin' Donuts? And I say, no, there's nowhere to sit down at a Dunkin' Donuts. And they say, all right, why don't, you know, will you meet me at Starbucks? And I say, well, Starbucks has places to sit down, but they're always taken. And plus the whole... You know, I don't like the whole Starbucks vibe in there. I just don't. Um, but Brood Awakenings, and they have much more selection on food, types of drinks. Uh, especially the work location is fantastic. But anyhow, stop it and see them. If you've driven by a Brood Awakenings and you've never been in, don't put it on your bucket list. Like, pop in today, this week. You could go in for lunch right now. If I were riding around in the car right now, and listening to one, I, I would say, you know what, That's I'm heading to Brood Awakenings for lunch. Uh, Johnston, Cherry Hill, also Pontiac Avenue, Cranston, right at the intersection of Route 37. Uh, we jump on right there. And then also Bald Hill Road, um, down like across from Best Buy is the Brood Awakenings. So the situation with Maya folks, and I, I did post it there. <coughs> I had an unexpected uh, busy couple days over the weekend. And so I haven't finished the full report that I wanted to, um, but the situation with, you know, in what time is it? All right, twelve thirteen. And again, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I'll tell you what, what I would like to do, but then you just have to decide with social media. And I was telling this, it's, it's just not worth it. But so on Friday, they arrested the two individuals that it, it was such it was such a, a pointless. I'm not saying that there's any point to murder, but there there was no robbery, there was no prior argument. Um, I, I get the whole the, these people. They are presumed. Yeah, they're presumed innocent in court. It doesn't mean we can't talk about it in the court of public opinion. In public opinion, we can talk about it. But these look like exactly who I thought would be responsible. Um, and it's just, there's so much involved with it as far as, you know, Harrison Tuttle and these other people and McKee and Alorza trying to say white supremacy is the biggest threat to Rhode Island. This other absolute nonsense you have, and I have their photos right up there, the mugshots. Those are two Dangerous gang members, very well known to police. One of the guys, look at him, tattoos all over the face. They're they're just dirt. They're not accomplishing anything. There's they 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 have no societal value other than to just commit crimes, right? And one of them, his brother was was a rap. You know, here's the other thing: a rapper. I mean, is he making money being a rapper, or his brother was? was killed in, in October of um, 20. And then it's it's possible that when they um, shot Maya, that it was retaliation because they thought that someone from Eastside Gang, Camp Street, that whole area, that they were responsible. But what I'd love to put out on social media, but you have to weigh, is it worth it? And that is, the, the and the media gives her a free pass. But again, it's the twerking senator, Tierra Mack. And her conduct is, she, she I, I really hope she loses her primary. 
I don't know what's going to happen in the general. There's a very good chance she's going to lose her primary. And I also want to be very clear. My criticism of her, that this, her actions, it has nothing to do with race, gender, sexual preference. She is immature. She does not belong there. But what I just find appalling, and I would say this if it were a white male representative, but what is just broken is poor Maya was was shot and killed about a half mile, not even a mile from where Tierra Mac lives, Senator Mac, the twerking senator. And she's never commented on it in social media. She's anti-police. She went to the protests and she goes to schools, get the police out of the schools. Senator Mack, she tells kids, don't talk to police. All police are racist. Abolish the, I mean, abolish prisons, abolish police. It's such absolute nonsense. But not even a comment on Friday when they arrested the two people they believe to be responsible. Or the fact, you know, it's my understanding she's never reached out to the family. What no one talks about is... um. Is this element of, and no one running for mayor talks about it, is the, the street justice. You know, uh, last Thursday night, I was, we, you know, did the live stream from where there was, and there was a lot of shell casings. I counted 17. I heard there were even more. But right there along um, near the state house, right, when we did the live stream. And, and even at the scene, the mayor and the police said that the two people that were shot. Now, listen, if you have. 17, 20 shots, that, that is like, that is a gun battle. That is wild, wild west time. They are emptying their barrels shooting at each other. So both men were shot in the hospital, neither one cooperating with police. No one in the state will address that. Will address that. You know, it used to be something of with organized crime. Right. That was always the joke that no one saw anything. Now, that was always fear of retribution. And, and maybe it is. But it's 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 been very unfortunately to the detriment of society. <clears throat> the don't snitch. Has been. Um, disturbingly. Very successful to the detriment of society, because if you just look at this case. So you have these guys, they say they're a rapper. They're not making money off rapping. They're not making money off of performing. They're street hoods who also seem to, you know, deal in drugs. And then maybe they make a rap video once in a while. I wouldn't call that, oh, he's an up-and-coming rapper. You're like, no, he's not. He's just like, so they're shooting a rap video outside. Somebody pulled up on him and shot and killed him. Do they talk to the police? No. What do they do? We're going to get you. I mean, and look what happened as they're trying to get justice. They shot and killed an innocent bystander, Maya, who was simply just walking to her car, right, after attending a party in Providence. I have such strong feelings on, you know, you go back to the fact that Sabina Matos, the lieutenant governor, who's so pathetic, by the way, but I'm going to save, you know, we have we have stuff on her. We have stuff on her that no one else will go with. We're going to expose Matos and some of her actions and relations. We're going to wait to see if she emerges in the general. Because I think uh, we'll, we're going to save it for that. We're going to save it for that. But um, she voted to defund the police. You know, you go back to the Providence City Council, that Cat Kerwin uh, these people, I know you'll, you wouldn't know some of the names. Rachel Miller, the woman I th- think that, you know, she's running Nerve of Fortune. You know, let's get rid of the gang database. Let's get rid of the gang database. Let's, let's you know, the police are the problem, can you imagine? Yeah, we got to get police out of the school. Let's defund the police. These people, they are so pathetic. <clears throat> Folks, if you have, hear me out at 1220, if you have termites, you can ignore it. You can pretend it doesn't exist. You could, you know, do the the uh, the whole thing of um, dumb and dumber, eh, making the noise if someone's talking. It doesn't have any bearing on whether or not the termites go away. 
right? Today, somewhere in the United States, someone, as a matter of fact, right now, somewhere, at a hospital, clinic, whatever, someone is being told they have terminal cancer. <clears throat> and it's tragic. And the doctor, the physician is saying, now listen, I'm really sorry. It's spread. There's nothing we can do. You have three to six months to live, tops. We want to keep you comfortable. You should start making preparations, arrangements. If that person leaves the office and says, I'm not talking about it, and I'm not going to, I'm going to ignore it, I'm going to live my... <coughs> that reaction does not change the diagnosis. So Providence has a gang problem. Providence has had a gang problem. Providence has had a growing gang problem. A growing gang problem. So look at, and you want to talk about broken. Providence Mayor Jorge Elodia, the inept city council. You have a growing gang problem. You have the influx of these ghost guns. You have more firearms hitting the street. You also have the ability to organize better for the gangs because of social media. And things like Snapchat and these other devices they can use where messages disappear, encrypted messages, the whole thing. So everything's moving towards more gang activity, more organized gang activity, more weapons, more availability of weapons. And what did Mayor Lorza and the Providence City Council do? We're going to disband the Providence Police Gang Database Unit. And Mayor Lorza, the early days of that shooting... I will pull it up at some point. You have the video of me asking him, and he keeps saying they decided it. This is how pathetic they are in the city of Providence. We're no longer going to use the term gang. That's the progressive thing. From now on, they're groups of individuals. And I also disagree with some members, some members of the Providence Police Department leadership, some, not all. That also started to say, you know, I really wouldn't call them gangs. We don't want to glorify them and everything. Folks, again, you have termites. You can pretend you don't have termites. You can. You can say, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore it. We're going to sweep it off. It, it doesn't mean you don't have termites in your house that are eating away at the structure of your foundation of, of the house. It's like a leak in the roof. I could keep going on and on with analogies. How's the house? Fine. How's the roof? It's fine. No, it's not. When it rains, water's dripping in. You can pretend it's not a problem. You can put buckets there and then empty it. You have a problem. When you have that type of problem, they get worse, not better. You know, my roof was leaking, and then one day it just wasn't. No, it normally doesn't work that way. We had termites, and suddenly they went away. (laughs) All right, so how about this one in L.A. a few years ago? Hey, listen, 10 homeless people aren't going to hurt anybody. It's not like there's a thousand. Now there's seventy-five thousand homeless in LA. They've destroyed the city of Los Angeles. So my point is, to me, strong statement. But there is blood on the hands of that city council with the defund the police and Tierra Mac cheering them on. Get the cops out of the schools and Black Lives Matter and the media. You know, Rhode Island's got a white supremacy. Rhode Island. Those were not two. Those weren't two white supremacists. But think of that, 3.30 in the morning, last August 1st. Who knows what condition those two monsters were in. Evil on earth. Probably, you know, not exactly afraid of booze, not afraid of weed, who knows what else. Rolling down the hill, roll down the window and pop, pop, pop. Disgraceful. No robbery, no beef, had never met her, she never met them, no argument. Just, you know what, the person walking into a car, he kind of looks like he's probably part of the East Side crew. Boom. Terrible. And Tierra Mac, not one word. She has never acknowledged Maya. Would I love to post that? I would. But you know what, I... You just, for what? She has her allies, right? She's definitely dominated the media. There's no argument to be won with this crowd. They are so twisted, selfish, demented. Um, 
she is an embarrassing elected official, especially on something like that. Would you know? Does she compliment the Providence Police on their investigation? No. You know, you hear a lot about racism. Can go both ways. Can go both ways. Maya was an accomplished young woman, 24 years old at the time of her death. <clears throat> Two-parent household. Um, her parents are really nice people. Her mom, a professor at Rhode Island College, educated. Um, brother, normal family, had spent the day with her family and graduated from University of Rhode Island and then just got her master's at Northeastern. And we, and here's the, the thing, is we all know that if that had been a person of color, if that had been someone that lives or prefers same-sex relationships, if that had been someone who is trans or whatever, and that happened, Senator Mack, and they would be going ballistic. They would have rioted. They would be screaming. They would have been going from the rooftops. <clears throat> you can't say it's not reverse discrimination. You just can't. That's how pathetic they are. But that's Senator Mack. You know, that last spring, May of 21, there was, there was after the gang shootout on Carolina Avenue in Washington Park. And then there was, um, there was a shooting right on that Camp Street, Billy Taylor Project uh, playground. The only reason I knew about it was because that Raimondo, when, when Gina Raimondo in, in June of 2000 was announcing she was going to remove the word Providence Plantation from the state name. Um, boy, that solved a lot of problems, didn't it? Things are much better now. Thank God. Wow, what a difference in the state since we removed that. <clears throat> now they're giving reparations. How about Alors are apologizing now? Because a slave ship went to Newport in 1694. Um, <clears throat> Ramundo had the press conference to announce the state name change at the Billy Taylor playground. And she said, oh, I used to bring my kids here when they were little. I don't know if I believe that. But anyhow, so there's a shooting there. And who's there that Saturday but State Senator Tara Mack, who blames air pollution, lead paint, poor drinking water, asbestos in schools. There's no accountability in her demented socialist world. It's all abolish prisons, defund the police. You know, this is the same person that actually sat across from Ted Nisi and said, you know, my twerking upside down on Block Island has led to like some really meaningful discussions. It's really led to like a breakthrough of people having like really important discussions about matters, you know, of race and love and compassion and and uh, unity and diversity and equity. And, you know, my twerking upside down and shaking my behind um, it's, it's just been a breakthrough, really important movement. You know, she likened it to Rosa Parks, you know, the seat on the bus or uh, the young men that wouldn't get up from the lunch counter to, you know, she likened her upside down twerking in a thong to, you know, um, will twerk for social justice, will twerk to close prisons, will twerk to abolish the police. She likened it to, you know, what happened with the with the marches in Selma and in, in the Deep South. I mean, that's what an immature imbecile this individual is. <clears throat> and this is the person, though. Remember the lo local media? Oh, points for Mac. Oh, you got to hand it to her. What a stroke of genius. Oh, you got now she's getting attention on all her issues. No, she's not. No, no, she opened up. She set in motion to tell all of her neighbors and friends in the Providence and Pawtucket crowd, come to Block Island. It's lawlessness. You can bone up and drink in public and get high and do whatever you want. And they don't have a lot of cops. And like, it's the Wild West out there. And you can shake your behind up in the air. And that led to 
the reggae fest riot on the ferry where they're very lucky that someone wasn't killed. So now, right now, it's 1231. Uh, folks, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program. Now, listen, the next time if you have an emergency, go to Atman Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atman Avenue in Johnston, and also the East Greenwich location right across from Felicia's at Med Urgent Care. If you have an emergency, let's just say someone's hurt at work. If you choose and want to go sit at an emergency room for six to nine hours, that's entirely your choice. I would recommend at Med Urgent Care because they will see you in less than an hour. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment services, immunization. <clears throat> They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. At-Med Urgent Care, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, also physical exams. And if you're like Governor McKee and you have COVID, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. At-Med Urgent Care, two locations. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. You see the bright from the outside. And also, I've actually been to both. 5750 Post Road East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. Folks, visit the website. Last week, we had an unbelievable week on the website, petro.com. You'll find out why uh, when you go on there and see we have unique stories and videos you can't find anywhere else. We were the only ones with the Oakland Beach video. We were the only ones with a lot of other videos. Folks, in uh, DePetro.com, which is part of the way the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Uh, restaurant bar open daily. They're so terrific. You know, they're, they're so reliable and dependable and great menu and a great staff. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So that's what I have to say. I will have more on the website about, um, about the, the Maya case. And I am going to talk about Governor McKee and the FBI. And I'm also going to give you an update this week on the Charlotte Lester case. And I'm going to talk about the Charlotte Lester case, missing person case, uh, between now and and 2 o'clock. Because I believe that, let's just say this, the investigation is very, very active. And there are some people that are late to the game on it. Um, You can check out the timeline. We have a lot of information about it. We have reporting and things that other media, they don't have because they were unable to get it. You know, like the love notes. We have the love notes. We were there when they were found. We have the pictures of the love notes on the website. We, We have the information about the mattress. Warwick police looking for the mattress. We have that. We have a lot more. And I, you know, there will be an update this week. But I, I want to touch on this whole thing with Governor McKee in, in the FBI. And what I notice is, <clears throat> yeah, no, that interview on Channel 12 was just one for the ages. Um, why she was given that treatment is beyond me. But, you know, at the same time, I, I believe Senator Mack is about to exit the stage. And then I, I also predict I think she'll then exit Rhode Island. But that interview where she was given all week to prepare and this whole nonsense and drivel that she puts out, she is um it has her actions, it it, it is irrelevant. Her her race, gender, sexual preference are irrelevant to her immature. Uh, completely juvenile, delusional behavior. So I, I don't, it, it is, I, we would be saying, I would be saying all these things if in fact she were a white male, just as much. Because the criticism of her has nothing to do with that she's a female, she's a black female, and she says she's a queer black female. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. She is someone that kind of, snuck into office, and I think she's going to get knocked out. But as far as Governor McKee, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this at 1235 on this Monday, August 29th. Folks, um, Tim White put out this morning that the Rhode Island State Police Union have endorsed Governor McKee. To me, 
that is not a good sign for of him. That to me, that's not an endorsement of him. That the endorsement of the Rhode Island State Police Union of Governor McKee, that says to me just how far the state is off track right now. It is, and and I'll say this, in the past, the fact that you would have a governor, a sitting governor, agree, he is the governor. He didn't win. He's filling out Gina Raimondo's term. But the fact that a sitting governor who is the subject of an FBI probe would get the endorsement from the Rhode Island State Police Trooper Union, it shows... There's a lot of questions there. And a huge one is what were they promised? Right? What were they? They were obviously promised something. These endorsements don't, you know, they don't come without strings. If there was ever a time for state police to withhold an endorsement, they could have said that. They could have said, you know, this time around, we're just not going to endorse. Totally understandable based on what's going on. But in this particular situation, then thank God the U.S. Attorney and the FBI's office, uh, excuse me, the FBI U.S. Attorney's office, they're the ones investigating Governor McKee. The fact that, and I'm not even sure who it is with the Rhode Island State Police Troopers Union. I will find out and, and try to make efforts to have them on to, if they will, talk about it. But it's, it really, when I saw that, it, it is just so broken. I don't I don't think I don't think the state has seen this type of insider dealing political corruption. I think I have to go back to the late 80s with Ed Dupree. I really do. Um, you didn't have corruption of this kind under Governor Kachiri. You didn't have this type of corruption under Governor Lincoln Allman. I wasn't here for that time in the 90s, but under Allman he let John Speaker Harwood do whatever he wanted, right? But you didn't have that um, in that administration. Allman used to fight with Cianci. So, you know, Allman used to call out Cianci for some of the dealings and things going on in the city of Providence. You didn't. You can say whatever you want about uh, Governor Chafee for Link, but th- there were no allegations of corruption. And as much as you can disagree with Gina Raimondo, there was never any evidence, solid evidence of corruption under her. McKee is like the crime palace. He is like a one-man crime wave. He, they, they don't even recognize the corruption that's going on and the money that is just flowing out and corrupting the process. But that is so troublesome. The Rhode Island State Police, an endorsement union of a sitting governor who's under an FBI probe. I I just, I don't, I mean, that is so disappointing, uh, very surprising. Um, You know, that I'm going to say right now, that would never have happened under Colonel Walter Stone. Now, we do know, we do know that. You know, Governor Amundo started the Governor Gucciri, you had Colonel Perry, and then after the smoke shop raid went south, uh, he booted him, who landed on his feet, right? Public Safety Commissioner in Providence. He then had Brendan Doherty, who to his credit uh, refused to remain head of the state police because of Chafee's feelings on illegal immigration. He brought in Colonel O'Donnell. Um, and then it was really Ramundo. Gina Ramundo felt that Colonel O'Donnell had too much power and she wanted to she wanted to control everything. Gina Raimondo, you know, let, let me strike that. When I said there was no corruption, she, Gina Raimondo started down the path of making the state police as political as, unfortunately, as it's become, right? When she, I'm going to have the first female colonel in 
Anna Sumko, who was not clearly not qualified for that job. So she started the process, and and then you had a very good colonel, Colonel Manny, after she left, and then McKee, Governor McKee, did not like that the state police were investigating. Tony Silver's former chief of staff, but Governor McKee didn't like that they were investigating the ILO contract. So then he pushed Manny out. And now he brought in someone that he feels is not going to challenge him. But Rhode Island Trooper Association, official endorsement, Governor Dan McKee for governor. Just unbelievable. They want to, you know, here's the, here's the line that jumps out that is just terrible. Governor McKee wants to keep Rhode Island safe. Drunk driving has exploded under Governor McKee. What has he done to make the road safer? Nothing. Zero. What have the state police done to make the road safer? Zero. Nothing. During the last 17 months, Governor McKee has done what? And the state police, a big part of what they do is highway patrol. During the last 17 months, Governor McKee has demonstrated strong commitment to promoting public safety, support of law enforcement. Great honor and distinction to endorse Governor McKee. So there's some bonus coming to them, right? This was bought. This was bought and paid for. I'm also seeing um, Ted Nisi has, uh, Mayor Fung is going on the air tomorrow with his first campaign TV ad. High energy 60 second spot. So good. Why not start it early? But that is, um, to me, that is... um, let me just see this. Well, I'm not going to keep going back and forth. Um, to me, I just want you to remember with, with Governor McKee, the way a political, they interview these people, right? And the way the process should work is, let's just say at 1243, hear me out, this is important. You want the NRA to endorse you. Now, again, I know around here people would say, what? But in other places. So you you meet with their representatives. And they have a checklist of questions they want to ask you. And then depending on how you answer that, whether it's filling it out or meeting with them, then determines whether or not you would be endorsed by the NRA. And whether or not they have your support. And by the way, that goes for... You know, everyone that's seeking an endorsement. You go, you meet with the group, but the special interest groups, they have their checklist. And the same thing with the teachers union, council 94, state workers, correctional officers, blah, blah, blah. And then depending on how that goes, you know, um, either the person could say, my priorities don't match yours. So it looks like no endorsement. But we are told Governor McKee enters into these discussions with the open checkbook. What's it going to take? Give me a figure. What would it take to get your endorsement? You know, when you go in with that attitude, it's a very different scenario, right? Very different scenario. Someone wants to sell their car or let's just say a house. They want to sell a house. Put a for sale sign up. People come and look at the house. And... A week goes by, no offers. A month goes by, no offers. Three months go by, no offers. Whatever it is. Maybe they drop the price. Maybe they improve some things, whatever it may be. Well, that's obviously a very different process than if someone some Saturday morning knocks on your door and says, have you ever considered selling your home? Uh, I have not, but maybe I should. What would you want for it? Right. And then they, uh, I want, you know, whatever number. And if they say, I have someone that I think would pay that, it's a whole different conversation. But with McKee, it's all just give me a number. What do you, you know, what's it going to take? It, it is, uh, he's racking up all these endorsements because there's all strings attached, IOUs attached. And by the way, those are, guess who's, like footing the bill for that. He's writing the checks that we have to cash and pay for if he wins the primary. I'm not saying that some of this stuff hasn't gone on in the past. 
I am not saying that in any way. There are people that always have, what would it take to get you out of the race? Those conversations always happen. Sometimes people are successful. Sometimes they're not successful. Sometimes people don't realize that unless someone else exits the race, they're not going to go anywhere. Tomorrow night is the uh, Democrat debate Channel 12 is doing for the Democrats running for CD2, which is Seth Magaziner for Congress. That's Sarah Morgenthau, Joy Fox, and uh, David Siegel. There's too many people in the race. It benefits Seth Magaziner. Sarah Morgenthau... um, the race was only going to work if she could get Joy Fox out of the race. Joy Fox, the only race, the only way the race was going to work if she was the only female. They couldn't come to a deal. They're both going to lose to Seth Magazine. That's just the way it is. Um, not every scenario like pans out that way. But getting back to it, it's the element of the endorsements. Um, you know, many times people, candidates, they they will meet with a newspaper's editorial board who asks questions, blah, blah, blah. And then they may get the Boston Globe endorses so-and-so. The Province Journal endorses so-and-so. Um, that's that's different than going to the Providence Journal saying, what's on your wish list? What's it going to take for you guys to endorse me? Do you want tax breaks? Do you want, hey, you know what actually, has a, maybe, what do I know? Maybe he is doing that. He shouldn't be doing that. Maybe he is doing that. But it's just, it's a very different conversation and but i i can't believe right now at 1247 that the the troopers association are endorsing someone who is the subject of an fbi probe if there was ever a time and and let me also say this something that the mckee people are not saying and no one else will talk about there is a very it's possible I'm not saying it's going to happen. We don't know what the odds are. Possible that Governor McKee wins the primary September 13th. And then between September 14th and Election Day, he gets indicted in the FBI probe. It's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's possible. Or he, he, he wins the primary. He gets elected. He wins the general election in November. Then he's indicted. It is absolutely possible. Now, someone could say, well, that could happen to anyone. Not true. Say what you want about Nellie Gobey. I'm not a fan. But she is not under an FBI probe. Say what you want. You know, you disagree with Helena folks. She is not the subject of an FBI probe. So, McKee is. I also, I take exception. They're not cooperating, telling the media who got subpoenaed. Uh, who's talking to the FBI, who's being possibly called in front of a grand jury. They're not, Governor McKee's not listing that information. But the way that I understand the case, I I don't see a scenario where the ILO people are the ones getting indicted here. So at least not traditional. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible but it's it to me it fits more under the two to tango right like we know their emails with governor mckee with the how many millions he knew this crowd they quickly formed this company they were battling another company to get these bids um what were they discussing the people involved with this contract are big supporters of the governor big donors of the the governor uh, possible that there's a quid pro quo here you know, um, the, I freely admit there's a lot unknown, but it would be unusual. I don't see a case where Governor McKee is the whistleblower, is what I'm trying to say. I don't see a case where Governor McKee is cooperating with the FBI against the ILO group, saying they tried to bribe me, right? They said that if I gave them a $5 million contract, They'd kick back 500000 to me, 10% of it, or whatever, 5%, $250,000. That seems to make sense. Because I would think Governor McKee would say, hey, this happened. I am fully cooperating. I'm acting almost like a whistleblower here. I also don't see he was definitely the one acting as a shepherd, bringing it through the process. So 
Like Governor McKee, I think at one point was saying, you know, this whole thing has nothing to do with me. I, I don't I don't see how that's possible. How is how is it possible it has nothing to do with you when it sure seems as if none of it would have happened if not for you? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 1251. Is for, and I'm going to play the McKee ad. Uh, brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Have you been thinking about getting your driveway paved? Call J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience, commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracted company committed to meeting clients needs call them for a free quote get your driveway paid this is the perfect time of year 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 they'll give you a free estimate letter j j perry paving look for them on facebook the website is letter j j perry paving.com call them and remember no one is better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote, 401-732-1730. Right now it's 1252. Uh, I will give more updates on the Charlotte Lester case next hour, some of the gang violence. I would just want to come back. I, you know, I feel terrible that clearly Maya nor her family, to me, knew the dangers that lurk in Providence late at night. Um, and, and to me, a big part of that, I don't want to say a cover-up, but the very reckless, irresponsible manner that Alorza and the Providence City Council tried to run where they were um, trying to run this mentality, attitude, uh, myth that Providence is totally safe. Nope, there's no gang problem here. We have some groups of people that hang out, but they're not, nope. You know, that, that does make a difference because, and I want to be very clear about it, why does that make a difference? Because <clears throat> having a gang problem, hear me out right now at 1253, having a gang problem, what that, the one of the problems and the dangers of them denying that they had and that Providence is a gang problem. One of the the dangers of that is because it's the aspect of retaliation. It's the aspect of if if person A is shot, the other members of gang, you know, person A is in, you know, group gang. Well, we can talk about names. You have Bucket East, Bucket West. You have, this is, uh, these guys I, I am told run with the Harriet Street Gang. That's a gang in South Providence. I get it. It's like people loosely that kind of live around each other. You have Lakeside, these guys from Silver Lake that also go to Washington Park. You have the Camp Street area. They're known as Eastside. So they're all kind of, some of them are beefing with each other and so forth. You also have um, Clown Town, known as C-Block. You have um, Family First or whatever that other gang is. But my, my point is, when, when denying there's a gang problem, you're denying the fact that if something happens to, let's just say, Bucket West, your, your problem is not just with one individual. You're now dealing with all of the Bucket West members. If, if you run into a problem with, let's just say, the group they call Eastside, which is the Camp Street area. That's not just you have a problem with, you know, whoever. Jimmy that lives on Camp Street. No, no, no. You have a problem with all of the gang members. That is a that is a very different scenario. So Alorza, the city council, Tierra Mac, they want to portray it as, oh, you, you just have these lone individuals that are out there, right? Like a single football player, when in reality, there's 11 players you know, playing in the game on a football team, or whatever analogy you want to use, five in basketball, nine in baseball. Um, that's a much different scenario, because the propensity of violence is more, 
and also the propensity of retribution is more. And they they never talk about people like Tierra Mac, Kat Kerwin, their complete disregard for police, how they encourage young people not to um, not to uh, cooperate. So it is um, it's it's really just you know atrocious how I think they. And, and they, I know they don't like to admit it, but to me, they perpetuate more violence that way. More violence. So, without question, more violence. <laughs> and it's more of out there. And then you have all these people that are upset over, you know, because when I post some of the, the pictures... Um, somebody just sent me something. Hold on, I want to just check this. And then these people start, why are you, you know, not me, but some of the people on the, on the Facebook page, why are you commenting on the blah, blah, you know, why are you blah, 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 and look at that. Uh, everybody's sending it, you know, yes, same kid who got arrested on Block Island. That's good to know. Um, let me just click on that. As a matter of fact, thank you for those that sent it. Stolen vehicle, gun arrest. So August twenty sixth. Now today is the 29th. So Friday night, six thirty. Pawtucket police uh, uh, notification: stolen motor vehicle tracked down. Upon they found the occupant fled with the residence vehicles found. Firearms located within the stolen vehicle. Surrounded the residence. Two suspects surrendered police. Who was array, uh, arrested? Devon Silva, age 19, from Pawtucket. Possession of a stolen vehicle, ghost gun, in uh, CJ Almeida, 23, from Pawtucket. So they have their photos, and one of them is, that is exactly right. He is one of the uh, ferry fighters. He was the son. So that also goes right along, as we have talked about, that is, in fact, thank you, everybody, picking up on that. One of the ferry fighters. Um, that's who you are, were attracting with your big reggae festival that didn't even have any reggae music, as a matter of fact. So, no, right now, it's 1258, folks. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We'll have an update on that. And then you have all these people of, they try to downplay it, and they're not in a gang. They're just, you know, kids do stupid stuff. You know, I remember years ago interviewing a mother like, you know, he's just one of those kids. He was the mother of a, he does stupid stuff. You know, kids are always stealing cars, stealing guns and, you know, just stupid. Like, uh, excuse me, that's criminal activity. All right, at 12.59, here's what we're going to do. We are going to um, get a news update. With the one o'clock news next hour, I, I'm going to slightly, not a lot of time, but touch on the latest on the raid. And I wish I had good news on that. I do not. I will touch on update with Charlotte Lester and also the elections. Things are really heating up. So next hour is radio only. Folks, we're going to break for the one o'clock news. You can listen AM 13 next hour. Power hours next AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And you can always listen online at our website, tweetro.com. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.